Looking for work? Better pay? Better work environment? We can help. Call Kelly Jobs today at 502-425-7131 to speak with a recruiter today. Score a better job with us. Call 502-425-7131 or visit kellyjobs.com. That's kellyjobs.com. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Time now for Soccer City, right here on your home for Louisville City FC, ESPN 680-1057, and the ESPN Louisville app. Now, here are your hosts, Jeff Milby and Benton Newman. It is Soccer City every Thursday night at 6 o'clock, right here on ESPN 680-1057 and the ESPN Louisville app. We are so thrilled that you're able to join us tonight. In a very, very busy episode of Soccer City that we have planned. A lot of stuff happening. Louisville City coming off of a trip to Cincinnati last night in the U.S. Open Cup where they put up an impressive performance but ultimately fell to the MLS team. We'll talk about that. Racing Louisville, they've got a huge test this weekend at home at Lynn Family Stadium with O.L. Rain coming to town. That's the team that has Megan Rapino, Rose Lavelle, big superstars in world soccer, big superstars with the U.S. women's national team, and racing, by the way, looking for their first win of the season despite having some really good performances themselves. So they'll try and break their goose egg against O.L. Rain this Saturday night at Lynn Family Stadium at 7.30. And we have a terrific guest lined up to chat with us on today's show it is racing louisville's lauren malay she'll talk about ol rain she'll also give us some recommendations on coffee and places to eat so stick around for that coming up in the second segment i'm jeff milby benton newman is alongside uh benton just a a busy busy time right now for professional soccer in louisville between racing louisville and louisville city uh we've got a lot to chat about today yeah, between two teams and then the Open Cup mixed in there. A lot of soccer action recently we've been treated to. So let's start uh, Let's start out with Louisville City. They're coming off of a couple of games away from home. Last Saturday, they were at Charleston. That was a game of one versus two in the Eastern Conference. It was a game that was delayed by 30 minutes because of rain. It was a really waterlogged field down there in South Carolina. That kind of affected the game that we got. Uh, but Louisville City was able to come out of there with a shutout, with a clean sheet, get a point on the the road against the top team in the Eastern Conference. And then, as we mentioned last night, Cincinnati in the U.S. Open Cup up at TQL Stadium in Ohio. Uh, the Major League Soccer team and uh, Racing Louisville, beg your pardon, Louisville City put on a really terrific performance against that MLS team. They arguably outplayed them in the first half, just couldn't put away any chances, and they fall on a late goal scored in the 85th minute by a one to nothing score line. So where do you want to start? Do you want to talk about Charleston? Do you want to talk about Cincinnati? What takeaways do you have from these couple of games here for Louisville City, Benton? Yeah, we'll go chronologically. First, we'll talk about the battery game. And I mean, it was a lot more exciting on paper. You're seeing one versus two, but then the match playing out itself wasn't probably the most exciting match for, for a fan to watch. But it was one in which uh, our, our team did a respectable job. Um, you know, nobody had a poor performance at the same time. Nobody really stepped up and was a difference maker. Was able to break that deadlock. I mean, props to the battery though. Um, they maybe had a little bit better of the night than than we did, but very marginally. 
we'll be the more happy side to have walked out of there with a point versus them only getting a point at home. Yeah, it was a game where uh, Charleston arguably, like you said, arguably was better. Uh, but Louisville City playing on the road, able to get a point, able to keep a clean sheet, all positive things to take away. It extended a little unbeaten run that Louisville City is on right now up to four games uh, to include three straight wins, including a win over Lexington in the U.S. Open Cup. Uh, but then they turned around and ended that unbeaten run on Wednesday night, last night, in fact, in the U.S. Open Cup. A really difficult proposition anytime you got to go on the road in the Open Cup to a major league soccer team. But this was a huge opportunity for, for Louisville City Benton to, to pull off the cup set uh, to beat Cincinnati, to renew that rivalry on the right foot. Cincinnati put out a, a less than top choice lineup. It was a B lineup for Cincinnati last night. They had a number of teenagers in the lineup. They had a 15-year-old in the lineup as well, an academy product for them. Uh, certainly some MLS veterans in the lineup as well. And then late on in the game, they brought on their big stars off the bench. Luciano Acosta, Brandon Vasquez, to name a name two. And, uh, Alvaro Barrial as well made a big impact down the left side. One of the regular starters that came in off the bench last night. Um, and that's kind of been... That's been the story for Louisville City the last couple of years in the Open Cup against Major League Soccer teams. You remember last year, Lynn Family Stadium, the same story against Nashville. They scored an early goal, Louisville City. They take an early lead. They had command of the game for long stretches. And then late on, Nashville bring, uh, brought on Hani Mukhtar, the eventual MLS MVP. He scored a goal late on to... to give Nashville a victory and advance them in the tournament. And history kind of repeated itself last night a little bit. Yeah, there's a lot more to talk about the Cincinnati match compared to the battery match. But before we get into things, first and foremost, I want to shout out all the fans that made the trip up during the weekday. I know that's hard to do. You know, everybody's working, whatnot, going up and back. It's a lot of driving, but uh, we had a good purple contingent up there. So I was really proud of the, the showing that we had. And I mean, who doesn't want to miss a, a revival of the Dirty River Derby? That's we right. We don't get that much anymore. But um, but like you said, it was a great match. Um, we ultimately, we did as good as we could have done without actually winning. Um, I At the end of the day, you know, you're playing an MLS team. Like I know the quality that they bring. I just want the team to have a good outing, something positive that they can build from and inspire confidence from. And that's exactly what we got in there. They created a good number of chances. Unfortunately, we weren't able to finish any. But they really, I mean, they pushed Cincinnati to their brinks, forced them to bring out some of the stars, some of you know, some some big, big dollar talents. And uh, I mean, that's kind of what you want to see from that kind of game, you know, aside from winning it, obviously. Yeah. And I think uh, Louisville city's head coach, Danny Cruz had, had a similar notion to what you just mentioned, Benton um, being happy with the performance, not happy with the result. And that's where I'll, I'll bring in Zach, the producer, Danny Cruz said he was happy with the performance. Um, and that's the cut that, uh, that I'm looking for here, Zach. Um, he was pleased with how things went, just wasn't pleased with, what the result was of the game last night in the one to nothing loss to Cincinnati. Really encouraging performance from the group. We created a ton of chances. Um, certainly missed chances that we need to need to finish. Um, but I know for a fact that my guys left everything on the field. You know, we get into a position where I end up, you know, having to play players a little bit out of position because of injuries, um, because of things that happened within the game. Um, but all in all, I was really proud of the football that we played. I thought we created a lot of opportunities, and I'm the first to say when it's not good enough. Um, I don't usually ever walk in here and try to pretend it's better than it is. Um, if it's poor, I say it's poor, and if it's good, uh, I, I, you know, I make sure that I say that as well. And I thought tonight there were a lot of excellent things that we can take away from it. Um, like I said, uh, we created enough to win the game. Uh, but they have a lot of quality there in the in the final third, and you make one mistake and they punish you. But all in all, 
really, really uh, happy with the performance. Certainly not happy with the result. Again, that's Danny Cruz, Louisville City's head coach. And, and Benton, I think the statistics from last night's game at Cincinnati really back up that notion that Louisville City was arguably the better team against Cincinnati and certainly had more chances than Cincinnati did. But again, it's not about the number of chances you create. It's about the number of chances you take. And Cincinnati took their one opportunity to score late in the game, and and that's what gave them the win. But the statistics back up what Danny Cruz was saying. Yeah, I mean, we dominate possession. We dominate in shots. Um, They kind of closed the gap a little bit in the second half. That's when they brought in some of the bigger talent. But, uh, I mean, even just watching the eye test, we were the better-looking team, and we had a lot of outstanding performances. Rasmus Delfson looked awesome out there. He went down uh, later in the game injured. Hopefully that's nothing lingering. I thought Cameron Lancaster had a good 60 minutes or so that he played. Um, Sean Tosh played absolutely out of his mind. He made several crucial stops of the few opportunities that Cincinnati did get relatively early on. He was there to snuff them out. Um, it was really awesome to see Wes Sharpie back in the fold, who had been out due to injury um, stemming from last season. So it was really good to get to him see some minutes under his belt and get back ready because center back, that's kind of an area in which we've lacked a little bit of depth recently, and it's really nice to see another face in that rotation. Yeah, it's just good to get him back out there, uh, Wes Sharpie. Uh, such a veteran player. He's been around with Louisville City for a couple of years now. Uh, really formed a, a strong center back tandem uh, with, with whoever he was playing with, whether it was Sean Tosh typically or also Josh Winder uh, at times last season. Sometimes those three would play together in a back five. So just good to have him back and healthy and contributing. Uh, but, but Tosh had a phenomenal performance. You pointed it out. He was the, the man of the match, according to the fans. And Danny Cruz also had some thoughts on Sean Tosh on his performance last night. You mentioned it. He had a, a block in the first half on a clear chance for Cincinnati to score. Uh, had, a, had a huge cha- a huge game last night, Sean Tosh. Here's what Danny Cruz had to say about that defender. He was fantastic on the night. You know, he, he obviously, I'm sure we saw he, you know, he got the armband from a leadership standpoint. I thought it was fantastic. Thought defensively he was strong. Thought with the ball he was good. Um, but uh, my expectation for him is that we see that every week because for me, uh, he has the ability to be the best defender in our league. Uh, and I think when you look at how he played tonight, if he does that week in and week out, we're going to put ourselves in a position to continue to build on shutouts. And, uh, and, and as I've talked about with the group, we've tried to continue to make strides for from a defensive standpoint, we certainly have. He's a big reason for that. But now we need to keep progressing here um, and continuing to focus on the attacking side of the ball. So certainly some high praise there from Danny Cruz for Sean Tosh. Called him arguably the best defender in the league. He's been a USL All-League player. Uh, he's been one of the leaders for Louisville City down the years since he signed with the team in 2017. And, and to my eye last night, Benton, I think Sean Tosh... That's one of the best performances he's ever had for Louisville City. Uh, really stepped up to the level of competition, made a huge impact on his team. And were it not for him, Cincinnati could have scored a couple more goals, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I think it would have been a different match if we didn't have him playing at that at that level he was playing at last night. He was absolutely crucial. And then, like Danny was saying, I hope we get more of that in the, in the regular season because if we get that performance week in and week out, it's going to be very, very tough to score on this Louisville City side. Again, the theme for Louisville City was that the performance was good. The result just wasn't there. Uh, and Sean Tosh wasn't the only player performance that Danny Cruz highlighted. Um, he spoke a, a, a few times about the player performances last night, namely Cameron Lancaster, who had a really active, energetic game, um, opposite of, not opposite, but, but, but maybe a little bit more energized and more uh, active than he has been over the, the few, first few weeks of the season. Here's Danny Cruz on, on the other player performances that caught his eye. For Cam, he put himself in some really good spots. He had good opportunities, uh, and I think he'll be the first to tell you he's got to be a little bit better in some of those opportunities. Um, but uh, I thought he was uh, active tonight. I thought 
Uh, I thought Elijah was excellent in the middle of the field for us. He created a lot of problems for them. Um, and I could name three, four different guys that I thought were, were really good tonight. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to uh, say that we're okay with a loss to FC Cincinnati. We're not. Um, but I do evaluate the performance honestly uh, when I come in here. And I think there's a, a lot of positives to take away from it and building towards Memphis. So again, Cameron Lancaster getting some uh, some shout there from Danny Cruz. Uh, you had a thought, Benton? Yeah, so one thing I noticed last night is uh, later in the, we start the match in our normal kind of 4-3-3, what, you know, the tried and true method that we have. Right. Um, but later in the match, he switched more to a 3-5-2, which, I, you know, which is great because one, showing tactical flexibility, and two, getting more competitive minutes in, in that sort of shape and that um, style of play. And I'm hoping that's something that benefits the team down the road because when you have a bunch of different looks in your tool belt, you can really mix things up and make things difficult for uh, for opponents. So if you're looking for any additional silver lining to that match, I think getting some more experience in that shape was a was a plus in my book. Well, and, and Casey Whitfield and I made this comment on the broadcast uh, of last night's game here on ESPN 680 and 105.7 that it, to my eye, there's a few opportunities, a few situations where there was some flow to Louisville City's formation. Guys were showing up in different spots. We saw before, even before the injury where he, where Carlos Moguel was forced to play left back late in the game. He showed up as a little bit of a right back at times, showed up as a left back at times. Enoch Mushigalusa, a left winger, showed up on the right wing one time and, and a, a decent chance for Louisville City generated from that. Uh, th- there was a fluidity to the Louisville City formation yesterday that we haven't really seen that much of this year. And, and it's it's a nice little wrinkle that I think Danny Cruz added to, to, to what his team is able to show to, to the opposition. So for those of you who are keeping up with Ted Lasso, this is a great example of total football right <laughs> yeah, there. Right. Moving around Don't, positionless You, you spoiled football. it for people, dude. You spoiled it for the people. Tact, uh, the total football's been around <laughs> since the 70s. That's right. I haven't You're right. spoiled anything. You're right. But, but it was. It was a little bit of... You know, it's kind of that positionless mindset where if you leave a space, your teammate drops in to fill that space. As long as the shape stays the same, the personnel can change, and that just creates a different dynamic for for a team that's trying to to defend Louisville City. They don't they don't know necessarily who's going to go where, and that again, that's something that I don't really think we've seen this year so far from the team. But we saw it a little bit last night. Yeah, and I mean that was to me that was a big club mindset, kind of going into that formation. It's very much more of attacking sort of mindset. There, we were going for that game. We weren't we weren't bunkering back and looking to go to extra time and penalties. That's a small club mindset there. We were going for the game. <laughs> right. and I, you know, I appreciate I'd rather lose going for it than, than trying to get the little crappy win like that. <laughs> I mean, they, they <laughs> Not really, afraid to call it that. They, they really did go for it, though. I mean, in the first half, they had so many great chances. Four of them that really come to mind for me. Three of them for Cameron Lancaster. One where he missed uh, at the near post. One where he missed at the at the far post. Tried to hit it on the volley. And then uh, maybe the best chance of that first half where Lancaster forced a save from Alec Can, the goalkeeper for Cincinnati, and the ball came right back to him. Tried to backheel it, and it just ended up over the bar and onto the roof of the net. Um, any of those three chances go in. And Louisville City takes an early lead, and it's a completely different game. And, oh, by the way, Manny Perez also had a shot on goal in the first half last night. Um, they they generated chance after chance after chance in the first half. They were clearly, clearly the better team in the first half. They had the possession advantage. They had the shots advantage. They just couldn't put one away. Yeah, Campbell looked extra hungry in that match. And I think part of that goes to is that we played a lot of guys that knew what this rivalry was. They've played in it before. They knew the history there. Cincinnati didn't have that. And I think that's a little bit of extra fuel in the fire that we had going for us. And you can't help but wonder, like, was that part of the motivation there that uh, that they've played in these matches before? I mean, whether it was or wasn't, don't really care all that much. But right. it got, it, it, we got a good performance out of Cam. Probably one of his better ones in a, in a little while, actually. I think so, too. The same thing we, we said about Sean Tosh. I think Cameron Lancaster 
arguably his best performance in a long time. Uh, I know he scored a couple of goals against Tulsa last year. Maybe since then, uh, he's battled injury, missed a lot of time last season. Uh, but I can't remember a more active, a more energized performance for Cameron Lancaster. And and here's another detail, another wrinkle that I think plays into the the performance we saw last night. Uh, those two guys, namely Sean Tosh, Cameron Lancaster, are veterans at this stage. They're in their 30s. They've each played most of their careers now with Louisville City. Sean Tosh has played his entire career at the USL level. Cameron Lancaster uh, tried to go to the MLS level, signed with Nashville, but they loaned him away. He never actually got an MLS appearance with Nashville uh, when they in their first season when they moved up to the big league. So it's a couple of guys who maybe had that extra little chip on their shoulder, playing against an MLS team in an MLS stadium. They wanted to put on a show and say, here's what we can do. Here's what I can do. Here's my talent. Um, and I think that played a factor in the performances we saw from Tosh and Lancaster last night. Yeah, it's nothing against Louisville City or the USL in general, but like these guys always want to play at the highest level possible. And, you know, this is an opportunity where they could quite literally show their stuff in front of that level of competition and, and you know, plead their case why they should be going up to the next level. And I mean, that's the same case even when you have MLS teams playing foreign clubs, whether they be in friendly and some other competition there. These guys are, are, are competitive by nature. And I and I think that brings out a little bit in some of these guys. I think we talked about it in the pregame radio show before the the match itself, but a number of these guys have had a, had at least tastes of the MS, MLS experience. You talk about Cameron Lancaster with Nashville, um, you know, Paula DePickle a long time ago with Montreal, um, Kyle Morton was with Houston Dynamo briefly um, recently, and then uh, Brian Ownby, Started his career. That's with right, with Houston. Dynamo. That's right. The list goes on. Manny Perez also with Austin and Portland. Yeah, there's quite a few other. A couple of stops, yeah. Yeah, we have had a couple of guys within these ecosystems like Seattle and uh, in the Kansas City system. Yeah. So, um, so again, I, you, you can't discount that. And this even goes for guys who don't have any sort of experience like that. There's a motivation there where they're in front of a different audience and they want to prove themselves. Right. Put but, themselves, I'm not going to say put themselves in the shop window, but uh, a little bit. Pump up their stock a little bit. A little bit. Um, but again, you know, probably it's a good thing this game happened in the U.S. Open Cup the way it happened because it doesn't hurt you in the league standings because if this was a league game, they would be hugely frustrated that they put up such a strong performance but didn't get the payoff with any goals. Yeah, and that's kind of another thing about this match is that you know the Cincinnati people might be able to boast that they didn't start their starting lineup. Well, we arguably didn't either. They didn't. They well, made we, seven changes from the weekend game at, at Charleston. Yeah, I mean, we played with a lot of rotation. We're also trying to keep in mind that we still have the league schedule to play, and I think part of the fact is is that Louisville City has not won the regular season title before. And I think until they until they win that, they're going to continue to to prioritize the league over the U.S. Open Cup. And I think there will come a time where we'll eventually get that accolade. And then, you know, we might be able to go for it a little bit more in the Open Cup. But um, if push comes to shove, I'm glad that uh, that we're still respecting the league in itself and not throwing all, our, all of our eggs in the basket of the U.S. Open Cup. Because if you get knocked out after doing that, then what? You're putting yourself right. in a bad position for a game or two after that. And those game or two, that could be a difference maker down the road. Well, and, and Danny Cruz has made this point time and time again this season so far. Looking back to last year, they finished second overall in the league, right? They won the Eastern Conference. They had the best season they've ever had regular season-wise with 22 wins and I think uh, 72 points, if my memory serves. It was a record for Louisville City, whatever it was. But it was still just second best. And that came into, to, into play in the USL Championship Final because the team that was first overall – San Antonio got to host that USL championship final. So with that ultimate title on on the line down the road, every single point in the regular season matters. And so that's why we, th- we saw Danny Cruz maybe make those seven changes last night. He's trying to save guys for this game against Memphis coming up. But just to wrap up the conversation on Cincinnati, I want to hear uh, Sean Tosh. 
he he put it very succinctly when he talked about the missed chances that Louisville City had last night. Um, they had so many opportunities, and had they put them away, it would have been a different game. We just uh, didn't finish our chances, and they you know had one really good chance, and they finished it. So I think uh, you know that's something to, to take away that you know we. I think we actually probably had the better chances tonight, and we bury bury those. It's a different game. So that's that's also true going forward. Uh, they've got to take their chances. It's been a little bit of an offensive lull the last couple of weeks. Uh, three straight one to nothing wins, and then they're uh, shut out the last two games against Charleston and now uh, Cincinnati. So it's five five games with just three goals to show. And if you go back a little bit further, it's actually seven games with just three goals to show because those two losses, they were shut out as well. Uh, so they're in a little bit of a lull right now goal-scoring-wise. But again, the, the big-picture positive, they put on a good performance offensively last night. Just got to put them away next time. Yeah, I mean, the, the lack of goal-scoring is a growing concern. I'm glad the defensive issues have got sorted out. But uh, goals got to start coming from somewhere. And, uh, and you know, we might just start to see some more rotations, some different uh, lineups that we might not be accustomed to as, as Coach Cruz tries to find those goals and find who has the hot foot and, and get them in the mix. We can we can repick up this conversation in, in the third segment, Benton, because we've got a great guest uh, coming up on the other side of this break. Lauren Millay of Racing Louisville is going to call in ahead of Racing's game with O.L. Rain. That's Saturday night, 7.30 at Lynn Family Stadium. So when we come back from this break, we will chat with Racing Louisville's Lauren Millay. You're listening to Soccer City here on ESPN 680-1057 and the ESPN Louisville app. You're listening to Soccer City right here on ESPN 680 and 1057. Now, here's Jeff Milby and Benton Newman. Welcome back to Soccer City here on ESPN 680 1057 and the ESPN Louisville app. Racing Louisville in action on Saturday night. They are back home after a couple of games out west, taking on OL Rain, a star studded team in the NWSL. Names like Megan Rapino, names like Rose Lavelle, World Cup champions, Team USA veterans are coming to town. And oh, by the way, the weather expected to be absolutely gorgeous on Saturday in Louisville. Temperatures in the 70s, no chances of rain. So there's no excuse to not make your way out to Lynn Family Stadium to watch what could be a really memorable night for Racing Louisville. 7.30 is the kickoff time for that game. Tickets available online at racingloufc.com slash tickets. Or if you like to give them a phone call, 502-L-O-U-C-I-T-Y is the phone number for that one. We are joined by a player that if you go to the game, you'll be able to watch live in person on the field. Racing Louisville's Lauren Malay is on the line. Hey, Lauren, how you doing? Thanks for taking the time to chat with us. Yes, I'm great. Thanks for having me. So, Lauren, obviously a, a big game coming up for you guys, a difficult test. And for you guys, you're still looking for your first win. It's been uh, some good performances over the course of the opening of this season. Notably, think about halves against Washington, the second half, the first half against Angel City. Uh, but, but still looking for your first win. So what do you make of the season so far? How does it feel to you and how, how's it going? Obviously, you know, a couple of ties is certainly we want to win those, and there's definitely been games that we feel we could have gotten the win. Um, you know, I'm really proud of our, our comeback in Washington, coming from two goals down, um, scoring some absolute bangers in the second half. Um, I just think at this point, like you said, it has been a tale of two halves for us, so I think the most important thing for us is putting together a full 90 minutes, and if we can do that, I think 
we'll be in a really good spot. So looking forward to, to hopefully putting that together this weekend. I like that you call them bangers, by the way. It just warms my heart <laughs> to hear the bangers. Um, tell us about how the, how the locker room is right now. Is it, is it an anxious locker room? Is it a frustrated locker room that you guys are still looking for your first win? Or is there that self-belief and that confidence, you know, knowing that you've put out some good performances, knowing that you've been able to, to display your talents a couple of times? Is there that belief that, that the wins will come? Or is it an anxious locker room right now? No, I do think that we're all kind of, you know, that we, we understand that it's just one final push, right? I think, like like I said before, it's it's the putting the consistent 90 minutes. But we've seen glimpses of the way we've played, and we honestly, I think, are all really excited about it. Um, and it's still early in the season, right? So I think we, we still believe that um, what we can, you know, have a real impact in the league this year. And I think that that belief hasn't changed at all. So I'm, I'm happy about that. So, Lauren, you got a lot of your teammates this season that uh, weren't, weren't on the roster previously. Um, how is the chemistry coming along playing with all these new teammates? Yeah, no, it's been really fun. Um, I think it, it has been hard, obviously, because we had the international, the, the break and whatnot. So I think um, a lot of people did leave during that window. But I think the more we get to play with all of our new teammates, the better it will be. And again, like I said, it's early season. So we're still trying to figure out some of the, some of the patterns of different players and whatnot but i think it's been really fun um it's definitely been really interesting as well like integrating different types of styles um into our play but i think that's what makes us unique um so yeah it's been it's actually been quite enjoyable now you were committed to racing through the 2025 season what factors went into the decision to sign that contract extension yeah honestly i feel like i've said this a million times but i love louisville um we found my husband and i have found like quite quite a lot of love here and I obviously the facilities are top notch um the team has been so great and you know honestly I've, I've loved every part of of being here and having my husband here as well is obviously <laughs> feels like a big factor now um so you know having my family here and then the facilities everything here is world class so I think it honestly it was a pretty easy decision for me to stay uh through 2025. We're chatting with Lauren Millay of Racing Louisville ahead of their game on Saturday night when they face O.L. Rain at Lynn Family Stadium. Uh, Lauren, you play quite a bit at right back. You play a little bit of everywhere, uh, it seems like, but uh, but quite a bit as a fullback on that back line. And and you talked about it a little a moment ago about the new additions to the team, the new players to the team, and how the team is gelling. But I, I'm curious about how that back line is gelling uh, for, for you guys. Obviously, with you know new players like Carson Piggott, uh, Abby Ursig, uh, Ellie Piku-Yamsa along the back line, uh, all sort of fitting in and, and switching around uh, as Kim Bjorker and the head coach sort of figures out that jigsaw of the back line. So how do you feel like that, that defensive back line for racing Louisville is coming together with, with you playing a big part of it? Yeah, no, I think with each game, things get easier and easier in terms of communication, how people like to play. Obviously, having veterans like Carson and Abby has been really helpful. Um, they've been really great leaders on the back line, but also having... Katie back there, who's now the second, her, her real second year in the league in terms of her play time. Like she's been an integral part of our squad and having her ability to play out of the back has been really great for all of us. Um, but yeah, I think honestly, it's all about communication. And the more we can do that, the more consistently we can do that, the better it will be for the back line. But I honestly think um, we've, we've gelled really well. Um, and having Carson and Abby has been super helpful. And honestly, whoever's been sliding into the, the other side of the center back pairing has done really well. So I think we're, we're pretty happy about that. 
Now, you playing as an outside back has kind of been a little bit of a change for you compared to your, your history. Um, how do you feel that you've, you've been adapting to, to that new role? And what's it like switching positions at that level of play? Yeah, no, it's been, um, I, t- I said this a lot, it's been kind of, it's been fun. Um, and I feel like it gives you a real appreciation for all of your, your teammates on the pitch. Because sometimes, you know, when you're in the midfield, you're like, oh, why am I not getting this ball? But then when you're ba- on the back line, you're like, oh, it makes sense. So I feel like I've actually become a, a different and, you know, it's only helping me improve regardless of where I play. Um, so it's been, it's actually been fun. And honestly, having the type of veteran leadership, having Katie back there, like, it, it makes it pretty easy to slide into that role um, to have people that are there to help me with that. So yeah, no, it's been, it's actually been really fun to like learn different pieces of the game um, and different tactical ways I can like break, break down certain areas of the pitch. And I, I honestly, if anyone hasn't figured it out, I love to like, to run and, and bomb forward. So I think that's a good spot for me in terms of doing that. Now, Lauren, you've got, uh, as we've mentioned, O.L. Rain coming into town on Saturday night. Uh, a very difficult test for you guys, but certainly an opportunity as well uh, to maybe turn some heads and, and come up with a big win for your first win of the season. They're in second place in the league as it stands right now. And as we mentioned, they've got a lot of big-name players that, that even casual soccer fans around Louisville will certainly uh, know and recognize. Uh, so what do you make of O.L. Rain? How do, you, how do you view this game coming up for you guys on Saturday night? Yeah, I mean, OL Reign is a fantastic team. Um, they obviously have a lot of really uh, talented quality players, especially in the midfield, and even their fullbacks have been incredible. So I think it will be a real test for us. Um, but I think if we can compete with them, we compete with the best in the league. So um, I'm actually really looking forward to the challenge, but it's definitely going to be quite the, the task dealing with their, their interchange in the midfield because they do do quite a bit of that. Again, chatting with Lauren Malay of Racing Louisville here. Uh, and Lauren, you, you mentioned earlier when we asked you about the contract extension that you really love Louisville. You're kind of feeling at home here. Uh, last week, we had Wilson Harris of the men's team on, of Louisville City on. Uh, and we asked him about maybe his favorite restaurant spots. I think maybe, Benton, let's make a theme of this with our guests. just to, down for that. Because we're such a foodie city, you know what I mean? So, so Lauren, yeah. what are maybe some of your favorite spots to go in Louisville for, for our fans listening and maybe some recommendations for people in town of places to go eat? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, so we've recently discovered at the end of last year, mine cafe. Mm. Um, and it's so good. And I feel like it's not talked about enough, but I, I like love their food. Um, we just went to the fat lamb, thought it was amazing. Um, we, we love noche. Um, honestly, just the ambiance of noche is incredible. I love the like stained glass windows. Um, I don't know. We, Literally, like, I tell, I tell everyone that comes here, like, you could find any type of food you want, and it's all, like, amazing, and I feel like that that's, like, a real perk of the city, and it's easy to get around, like, you're not ever going to wait in traffic, unless maybe Bardstown is a little, is a little full, but other than that, like, it's so nice to just be able to go anywhere you want and not worry about that. Now, you guys are big coffee connoisseurs, if I understand correctly. <laughs> what are some of your favorite coffee spots to hit up? Yeah, I obviously Heine Bros because they've they've been working with us. Oh, um, look at the plug! Look at the plug! I love it. So, <laughs> that one? Um, so I, I also really like Synergos. I feel like that's like one of the coffee shops that's not talked about as much here, but we live quite close to one, so I like love going. Um, but yeah, that's and I, obviously I love clothes as well. It's been a staple for the past three years for us. So yeah. All right, well, uh, Lauren, we appreciate you taking the time to chat with us. Uh, wish you nothing but but good luck and good fortune through the rest of the season, and particularly on Saturday night when you face O.L. Rain. Thanks so much. Thank you, guys. That's Lauren Malay of Racing Louisville. 
FC. They take on OL Reign on Saturday night again at Lynn Family Stadium. It's a 7.30 kickoff for that game. Tickets available at RacingLouFC.com slash tickets, or you can call 502 Lou City. Very affordable prices. It's going to be beautiful weather on Saturday night, and Racing Louisville will try and break that goose egg, Benton. Uh, zero wins for them so far, but again, as we mentioned with Lauren, some great performances, particularly a couple of really good halves. Washington, Angel City come to mind. Uh, so it's a great opportunity for them against one of the top teams in the league to to get that first win and really put up an impressive performance on Saturday night. Yeah, you can't discount the fact that this is going to be a home match, too, and the boost that that brings. The past few performances were away on the road, and that's always tougher when, when you have the opposition yelling down at you and you're kind of in uh, enemy territory, if you will. So let's get into it a little bit here, talk a little bit about the racing Louisville game. Um, they're coming off of that loss to Portland. Portland, the NWSL champs, um, you know, right up there with O.L. Reign, arguably the best team in the league. So many talented players, players like Sophia Smith, uh, Christine Sinclair, uh, veteran players who have been around, Becky Sauerbrunn as well along the back line. It is an absolutely loaded team. And despite the loss for Racing Louisville, there were stretches on the road before a crowd of 15,000 fans where they had moments, they looked good, they controlled the game for spells, they created chances for themselves over long spells in that game. Um, you know, there are things you can take away positively, I think, for Racing Louisville despite that loss. Is this, this again, is a growing team coming together because so many new parts came in in the offseason. They're really... You can feel it. They're on the verge of maybe having a full game, really getting that full 90-minute performance together. Maybe it'll come on Saturday night. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. Going away to Portland and playing them, that was always going to be a tall ask. And you just want to see the team look good in those kind of performances where, where they're pretty significantly the underdog in that one. And like you said, I think by and large, they did pr- pretty well in that match. But again, playing that one on the road, always going to be tough. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, and coming back home, certainly still a very difficult matchup against O.L. Reign. Uh, we'll see how many of the stars play. I mean, Megan Rapino over the last several years as she has advanced in her career has uh, played less and less and less uh, fewer games for her club team because she tries to keep herself available for the national team. We'll see if she's uh, available in the starting lineup. Obviously, you'd imagine Rose Lavelle will play as Cincinnati native. Uh, this is about as close to home as she's ever going to get uh, playing an NWSL league game. Uh, she had a big contingent of fans when O.L. Reign came to town last year, so you'd expect her to, to see the field. Um, but just let's talk about that angle on it for a moment. I mean, look, we don't want to take anything away from racing Louisville. Don't want to give them any disrespect uh, because they certainly deserve fans of Louisville to come out and support them. But if you're just a casual soccer fan, if you're a casual sports fan, uh, these are some of the biggest names in the world of soccer. Some of the greatest players in the world uh, will be in Louisville this weekend. And to me, that's a selling point in and of itself. Benton, what do you what do you think? Yeah, I mean, you always like to see the big players play. And to be completely honest, I know initially when they're getting the roster together, I think there might have been a little disappointment from some people that we didn't get some huge names as part of our roster. But I like the idea, the approach that we've done. We're building stars of our own. We have a lot of great young talent that one day they're going to be those household names that are people who are coming to see. So once again, Racing Louisville at home against OL Reign on Saturday night at 7.30. We're going to continue to chat about that. We'll also look ahead for Louisville City. They've got a huge game in the league as they return to league play this weekend at Memphis. So we'll chat about that game and continue to preview racing against OL Reign when we return after this break. It's Soccer City here on ESPN 680, 105.7 and the ESPN Louisville app.
You're locked on Soccer City right here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Now, here's Jeff Milby and Benton Newman. Welcome back. It's the final segment of tonight's show, Soccer City, here on ESPN 680-1057 and the ESPN Louisville app every Thursday night on these same stations at 6 o'clock. You can join us where we talk about all things Louisville City Racing, Louisville professional soccer in the city of Louisville. There was some news made this week by Racing Louisville that we haven't gotten to yet. Benton. They made a trade. Uh, They sent a second round pick in next year's NWSL draft to the Washington Spirit in play uh, in a trade for a midfielder, Jordan Baggett, who comes over from Washington. She played in college at Stanford, was a an early pick in the NWSL draft. Hasn't quite uh, become the star that maybe she was expected to be out of out of college, but uh, certainly a talented piece, now a veteran piece, having been in the league since 2019. She's going to add some depth to this midfield for Racing Louisville, which kind of needed it a little bit. We saw Jalen Howell uh, injured at the early part of the season, the captain, a defensive midfielder for Racing Louisville, and because the depth was so limited in the midfield, they had to bring in Ellie Pickyamsa, uh, to play as that defensive midfielder, and she's really a center back, technically speaking. Uh, so it's great to see Racing Louisville. I think this is a, a good deal, some good business for them to bring in Jordan Baggett to add some depth to that midfield. Yeah, I mean, from from how I see it, it's an outstanding pickup. You get a you get a former top five pick for uh, what a second round. And a the, second I mean, round so, pick. Yeah, we yep. don't even always sign all those players that we we draft in some of these later rounds. So um, I mean, it's filling a position of need, and we also have to look ahead. We have the Women's World Cup coming up, and we're going to be missing a few players. Think of like R.G. Boris, uh, Alex Chidiak. They're going to be missing in action for a little bit of period, and so it's nice to have that extra depth, not only for the injuries that you noted before, but because of this upcoming World Cup. Yeah, because of the international uh, players that will be leaving Uchina Kanu, by the way, as well, for, yes. for Nigeria. Uh, probably forgetting a couple other players. They've got so many international players on this yeah. racing Louisville team. Uh, so yeah, that World Cup uh, will, will hurt them a little bit. There will be they won't be playing so many regular season games during the World Cup. It'll be Challenge Cup games. So you know, depending on how you view that side tournament, it, it could be uh, impacted a little bit less by the international departures. But it again just adds to the depth that Racing Louisville is going to need over the course of this long season. Yeah, and a little bit of a little extra icing on the cake here is that from from what I've heard is that she's a really good like locker room person as well so right. it never hurts to have an add another like good person into the mix as well yeah and this is this is a locker room that that is really close yeah. uh, from everything we've heard all the player comments that we've heard uh ryan dell in, in his statement when the the general manager the new general manager of racing louisville in the statement when they announced this trade he, he called it an already very close locker room for racing louisville so just adding another another good locker room piece is always very valuable as they try and build this culture uh, and, and continue the culture they've already built to be to be honest i mean this is a, a close-knit team they really fight for each other uh, and they're just starting to gel even more as the season goes along. Yeah, it seems like a really smart move. So I'm really excited to see how this kind of pans out and, and what, what kind of player she is on the pitch for us. One other news note we'll, we'll give you um, uh, to start this segment off. Uh, Jake Edwards, he's been the leader of the USL, the president of the USL, since all the way back in 2015. So literally the entire existence of Louisville City, 2015 was their first season. Uh, he's been the, the president of the league, and he's leaving. They announced it just today uh, that he is departing from the league after a 10-year career at the league, including eight as president. Um, he, he's been so impactful, and his tenure has been so impactful for the growth of the sport of soccer across, across America, uh, the growth of the USL specifically, 
teams popping up in cities all across the country uh, at the various levels of the game, whether it's the USL Championship where Lucidity plays, USL League One, USL League Two, all the way down to the USL Academy League, the USLW League as well on the women's side of the game. I mean, they've they've really the roots of the USL have gotten deep into into American soccer across the country, and, and Jake Edwards deserves a ton of credit for that. Yeah, generally leaders of these sports organizations are not very likable characters. I can't help but think of the draft tonight and how many boos Roger Goodell is going to get. That's right, that's right. But Jake Edwards was was absolutely outstanding for this league. Just, I mean, look back at all that has been accomplished, all the new clubs that are in the fold, the new structures, Heck, even the rebranding of the USL wasn't. You know, it was in 2017 when they kind of shifted things around. Um, it used to be known as USL Pro back in the day. Yeah, yeah, really modernized things and, and was really starting to, to get a real good thing going. And there's a lot of positive momentum with it. So I'm hoping that's continued. One thing that um, I'm particularly sad about him leaving is that he was a big proponent of pro rel with amongst the usl ranks and it seemed very much we we're going that direction i hope even with his departure it's still direction that we go but uh, you you can't understate jake edwards influence on, on our league he was very much a, a a great leader for us and um sad to see him go shocked too it'll be uh jeremy alambaugh has been elevated to usl championship president he uh is a guy that's bounced around a little bit in his career he's with chattanooga uh, most recently, Chattanooga FC, before coming to the league, he was a vice president under uh, Jake Edwards. So he'll be the new boss of the league, and Lee O'Neill also getting a promotion uh, as president of League One. So those are the guys that are going to take the place of Jake Edwards. And to your point about Pro-Rel, um, he was a vocal proponent of it. He suggested that, that may be coming to the USL at some point in the future. I would imagine whatever plans were in place may still be in place um, in the years to come whenever they finally feel solid about that. And that would just add a, a, an even more interesting detail uh, to, to Louisville City's experience in the USL. You left out the biggest part about our new boss's resume here is that he was a former uh, a, a former leader of the old St. Louis club. That's right, that he was. Yes. So, uh, obviously, great success with that St. Louis team. Really built the foundation for what we're seeing with St. Louis and MLS right now where they pack the house every night, 22,000 fans on Wednesday night uh, for their, or Tuesday night rather, for their game in the U.S. Open Cup. Uh, and he had a big hand to play in that as well. So Jake Edwards leaving the USL, that was announced today, uh, a big impact across the league. Got a few minutes left here, Benton. Let's uh, let's go back to talking about Louisville City for a moment before we uh, return to racing Louisville and get some predictions and some thoughts on their game Saturday night. Uh, we talked about it in the first segment. Feels like a little bit of a gold drought right now for racing uh, for Louisville City, I should say. They were shut out last night in the loss to Cincinnati, shut out on Saturday at Charleston in a 0-0 tie. The three games before that, they only scored one goal in each of them, all three one-to-nothing wins. And then if you go back even further, the two losses to Sacramento and El Paso, they were shut out in those games as well. So that question of of the goal woes uh, was posed to Danny Cruz, Louisville City's head coach, Zach. Um, he was uh, asked about the goal woes last night, Danny Cruz, um, and he seemed uh, unconcerned. He was unfazed by that uh, with his answer. He was very very confident, Danny Cruz. Uh, thing that I'm panicked about or concerned about from a, uh, a goal scoring standpoint, you know, I've been asked that question before and uh, years past, and we end up scoring three goals on the weekend and then everybody forgets about it. So the the question is, is are you creating the chances? Uh, and tonight we certainly did. Um, and again, we, we need to continue to be improving the attack, but 
I have to get guys healthy to push one another. Uh, again, tonight, I had one winger, uh, one natural winger who started the game, uh, and I had a winger that's coming off of a long injury uh, who was limited to minutes, and I had no other wingers. So, uh, you know, I think we need to get guys healthy, and that'll help with continuity. That'll help with uh, making these guys um, perform at a high level and push one another. And at the moment, uh, it's injuries are making it a little bit difficult, but that's my job. My job is to manage it. I'll keep managing it. And again, when I look at where we're at in the table in the in the USL, we've, we're still in a good spot despite um, everything that we've been dealing with as a as a uh, as a team. So you heard him there. He said he's not panicked about the goal-scoring situation because he fields the question, uh, people are concerned, and then all of a sudden on the weekend they pop off and score three goals. So the question I'll pose to you, Benton, against Memphis this weekend on the road, 8 o'clock kickoff, 7.45, our coverage begins here on ESPN 680-1057 on Saturday nights. The question I'll pose to you, is Louisville going to erupt for three goals now that Danny Cruz has put it out into the universe on Saturday against Memphis? Yes, and I'll give you two reasons why. Okay. One, because Memphis is not the same team that they were last year. We talked about Ben Pierman, who's now with the the battery. He was formerly the Memphis coach. He's gone. Not the same look. I get that Memphis has had a tough start to season when you look at the level of competition that they played, but I'm not confident that they're the same team. I think they've, they've went down a peg or two. So, number two... They also had an open cup game on Wednesday, and unlike ours, theirs went to extra time. That uh, Those extra minutes could make a difference in there. We could have that much more to go for us, and um, they get a look at their lineup that they played in that one, but it's entirely possible that they were playing a lot of uh, a lot of key players in that match. Um, I mean, because we are one of the deeper rosters in the, in the league, so you got to think a guy like Brian Ombi, who got the rest through Wednesday, might be uh, salivating at the thought of a, of a tired Memphis team. They do have the advantage of playing at home, but I think we, uh, based off some of those other factors, I'm I'm pretty comfortable in in us going in there and, and being able to secure three points. And we should give Memphis full credit uh, for that performance last night for them. They pulled off one of the upsets of the tournament so far. They beat Atlanta United at Atlanta United. It wasn't in Mercedes-Benz Stadium, but it was still a home game for Atlanta United. And uh, and Memphis went in there and won one two to one. And we've only we've seen just a couple of upsets from USL teams over MLS teams so far in this US Open Cup. And they had one of them last night. Those cowards didn't want to be upset. Mercedes Benz. That's right. right <laughs> the, the cowards. <laughs> I love it, Benton. Could you imagine them filling that arena just to get upset by oh by nine oh one? Yeah, I know. Area How code FC. <laughs> How embarrassing would that be for Atlanta United? That would have been absolutely magical. So, in all fairness, probably smart of them not to have played it there. But, uh, you know, it, it does give some positive momentum to Memphis. This is a team that has struggled to open the season in league play. They had just one win in league play, so that was the second win of their season last night. It comes in the U.S. Open Cup, so it doesn't aid them in league play. But they also have two games in hand on pretty much the rest of the Eastern Conference, including Louisville City. They've only played five games, Memphis, while Lucity has played seven. So with those two games in hand, let's say they get on a little run of form right now, win a couple of games, they're right there in the hunt at the top of the Eastern Conference, Memphis. And, I mean, we've kind of talked about within the context of Louisville City, but it just takes one one player to make a difference and they still do have a lot of talent on their team despite me thinking that they've went down great you gotta think like philip goodrum always going to be a dangerous player but i do know he played that wednesday match so hopefully he's just lacking a little bit of his normal energy and we're able to maybe get a subpar performance out of somebody of his caliber he's such a good villain also philip goodrum he was one a player last year look louisville city was outspoken with how they they didn't like memphis there was some some disagreement between the memphis players and the louisville players both games we saw last year there were red cards there were uh, chippy moments fights 
um, arguably, uh, you know, not a full-blown fight, but when the two teams come together and shove each other a little bit. A soccer fight. A soccer fight, that's right. <laughs> um, so so it's, it's going to be a testy game, an emotional game, and Philip Goodrum, you know he's going to be right in the middle of it because he was last year uh, both times those two teams met. So that game coming up again on Saturday night, Lucidity on the road at Memphis uh, in Tennessee. 8 o'clock is the kickoff for that game, and our coverage begins at 745 uh, here on ESPN 680-1057 in the ESPN Louisville app. Let's turn back to Racing Louisville here as we wrap up the show. Benton with just a couple of minutes to go. Again, they're hosting O.L. Rain Saturday night at Lynn Family Stadium. RacingLouFC.com slash tickets. Uh, 502-L-O-U-C-I-T-Y to call to get your tickets. It's going to be beautiful weather. Uh, a top-notch opponent. Second place in the league, O.L. Rain against a Racing Louisville team that's going to be hungry, hungry for a win uh, because they haven't had one yet despite some really strong performances, in particularly in three ties to start the year what, what what's your vibe for this game what's your feeling for this game racing against ol rain yeah it's going to be a tough match but the fact that they're playing at home i think that adds a lot you can't discount that at all until you were mentioned hungry before in years past maybe you kind of think that the team might be getting down on themselves a bit be going through a rut like this but i think this team is built different they got a different mentality about them and i think that that this lack of winning so far is going to evoke hunger it's going to bring out the best in them so um i you know i I fancy their chances. And talk about villains. Talking about Philip Goodrum, uh, I think Megan Rapino makes for a really nice villain as well. Certainly, she deserves all the respect in the world for the career that she has had, the World Cup uh, wins that she has had. She's been arguably the best player in the world for long stretches in her career. But last year, when O.L. Reign played in Lynn Family Stadium, she was all over the referees. I mean, crying, that's, that's a harsh word, but it's what I'm going to use. <laughs> crying for every single foul call every moment in which she could she could complain to the referee she did and a crowd uh, that night that I remember they kind of came in you could tell that they were excited to see Megan Rapino by the end of the game they were angry at her and booing her so if she comes in with that kind of performance once again and tries to tries to just lean on the referee the entire night um, while certainly give her all the respect and celebrate her as much as, as you as you want and she certainly deserves it she she could she's a great villain to have as, as a racing Louisville fan on Saturday night it kind of reminds me of Carly Lloyd's farewell tour she was very much doing the same thing all over the referee and whatnot just kind of I guess in some ways, almost like leaning on their star power to get a little bit of influential calls, but uh, but hey, let's uh, let's knock let's not knock Rapino. Very good player. We absolutely still have to respect what she brings to the field. All right, real quick, just a couple of seconds, Benton. I'll put it to you straight and give me a quick answer. Does racing break their goose egg? Do they get the win Saturday night at OL Rain or two, versus OL Rain? I should say two one win. Wow, I love it. Two We're to one win. It. We're getting it. So Benton predicting that racing gets their first win of the season against the vaunted OL Rain out of Seattle. Uh, we'll see if it happens. 7.30 on Saturday night at Lynn Family Stadium for that game. Uh, that'll do it for us here on Soccer City. Again, every Thursday night at 6 o'clock, you can join us here on ESPN 680-1057. You can hit us up on Twitter at Soccer City Radio, at Jeff Milby, at Purple SDF. Uh, by the way, look for Benton's work on the Cup.us for his recap from last night's game against FC Cincinnati and, all, all of course, also on VamosMorados.com. Uh, we will talk to you Saturday night when Louisville City takes on Memphis 901, and then again, join us next Thursday night for Soccer City. Until then, see ya. Vamos Marauders. Metro College is a program that helps students pay for tuition, and I didn't believe it. You have to work third shift, five days a week. It's a great and rewarding thing when you graduate. I would do it all over again, just like I just did. You know those buddies who magically become medical professionals when you're not at the top of your game? 
the ones who say, come on, muscle through it, but then also say, hey, you should probably see my specialist or surgery or pain meds. It's almost always false, false and false. Athletico's physical therapists, the same therapists who work with professional athletes, can tackle those little aches and pains from the start before they become big ones. So next time, don't believe everything you hear. Instead, start with Athletico. Schedule your free assessment at athletico.com.